everybody. So we are so excited today to be here to preview the year in animated films coming up 2019. Some of these films we know a lot about, some of them we know very little about, but we're going to have a lot of fun talking about them. And I'm Rachel and I am here with two of my very good friends that know their animation, animated films. We have my friend Hayden is here. Hello. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. You betcha. <laughs> and we have a very special guest from all the way across the pond. We have uh -huh. my friend Mike, uh, Cartoon Karma, is here. Oh, hello, everyone. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Not at all. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be an interesting year. I feel like in 2018... Uh, I feel like we kind of got a little bit of a breather, like there weren't as many movies and, uh, and they were all pretty good for the most part. I mean, there wasn't really any hardly except, except for Duck, Duck, Goose that made me want to die. Uh, but almost all the movies were watchable, I would say. Uh, sure, sure. Sure, didn't Duck Duck Goose get relegated to a Netflix release in the States? Yes, which thank, yeah, it, thanks for that. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it was still uh, released theatrically here, like in oh. Ireland, the UK, in, a in April, but uh, I was like, feck it, I'm not seeing that. <laughs> Good plan. Yeah. <laughs> that was but, smart. <laughs> but, but no, there, there were only really uh, 10 films that were wide release. I suppose 12 if you count that and Sergeant Stubby, but even so, it was mm -hmm. a lower amount. Yeah. And personally there were only two that i was like well i feel like a waste of my time seeing that the other eight i said no i don't regret seeing that which is always good yeah would you agree hayden it was a pretty good year yeah yeah it was a nice and solid year mm -hmm. yeah and yeah so it'll be interesting to see what we think about 2019 uh we debated about including the the new remake of lion king it's in this sort of gray area it's called live action but it's all animated um but you know we kind of decided to just have it be sort of an honorable mention uh that uh we can um we can talk a little bit about i guess but is are you guys dreading it or open to it what do you think uh what do you think mike well, I mean, I, unlike, say, Dumbo or Aladdin, I don't think it's going to basically, uh, as some people say, ruin our childhoods by defecation all over the memories <laughs> of the original film. Uh -huh. Like, th this is basically this is basically going to be like the live-action Beauty and the Beast. The original is so beloved, they're just, they're just going to copy it and add stuff to it. So, and I mean, that probably won't make for a good film at all, but for the most part, people will be like, yeah, it exists. I'll go back to the original. So mm -hmm. there's that. I mean, I don't really have any interest uh, in seeing it, so I'll just let it pass by, really. Yeah, I, enjoy, I can understand that. What do you think, Hayden? Literally all of my interest in the movie comes from the fact that my future husband, Billy Eichner, is in it. <laughs> that, yeah. And that's, that's basically the extent of it. It looks it looks fine, but I, I'm just really seeing it for him and Seth Rogen, in all honesty. Yeah, how they can do and it. And Don Matata. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. I, I we'll see. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of dreading the lead up to it more than the movie itself. 
<laughs> and all the 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 already there's already been articles like oh it's it's improving upon the original or the original wasn't as great as you remember or that kind of a thing and i'm like oh that's the worst part to me but uh but the actual movie itself eh, whatever <laughs> it'll be fun um so yeah anyway we i would give it like uh two in excitement (laughs) yeah two sounds about right it probably won't be dreadful like if if i somehow ended up in the theater i wouldn't be like you know clawing my eyes out leading up to it starting but but i still wouldn't really want to be there you know yeah 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 what would you, what I'm, would you I'm, give I'm going to be generous and give it a three okay. just because of the aforementioned future husband. Right. You got you to gotta give him a good score. Um, That's a fair um, reason. Okay, good. All right. So now we're just going to dive in. Uh, so the first release that we're going to talk about, this is on the 2nd of February is uh how to train your dragon the hidden world and this is from dreamworks this is our third in the series uh it's uh when uh, when hiccup discovers toothless isn't the only night fury he must seek the hidden world a secret dragon utopia before a hired tyrant named rimmel finds it first and this is already has this already come out by uh you mike uh no it as it came out in australia oh, like well, you like you're probably going to mention uh, early january i think we get it on february 1st you were a little inaccurate with the date it for the u.s it's official u.s release is 22nd i think it's just there's lots of public early screenings when you mentioned but no it's wide releases until the 22nd but we get it on february oh, okay. 1st yeah it must be uh so basically the same okay. time as you will probably see it mm, okay that's right yeah mm-hmm. uh so yeah it has gotten really good response in australia where it's already been released and uh the whole Uh, lucky Lucky buggers i know for real (laughs) at least i i I, I stop i just stop you there i just stop you there for a moment hayden how do you think we feel in the uk and ireland every time we have to wait uh months on a release for instance, Coco, we had to wait about two months, and it always used to be the case that the Disney Pixar November release was a February release here. So you have no right to complain, okay? Two wrongs do not make the a yanks. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they but, don't, but ju- but just know we've been enduring this for quite some time. But you do sometimes get the Marvel movies ahead ahead of us. <laughs> yeah yeah by a week maybe yeah Uh, that's nothing to complain about (laughs) um but yeah so how high are you two on the series as a whole uh what do you think mike about how to train your dragon oh i love it i I really honestly do like i can still remember when i saw the first one i was like 15 yeah we'll go with that and uh it was just such a breakfast breathtaking and thrilling experience i've never been high on dreamworks like shrek never really grabbed me i was more ice age which i'll admit isn't good now but that's beside Mm -hmm. the point and then the sequel coming out i've not been given time i've not been as warm on the sequel as the original not for lack of trying it's got plenty of ambition it's just a little unfocused in points but it's still a very very strong fantasy film Mm -hmm. so you have what are two of DreamWorks' best films here, absolutely without question. 
And if you don't include their Aardman films, like Chicken Run and Curse of the Were-Rabbit, the original How to Train Your Dragon is probably DreamWorks' best. So, and just the great buzz this one is getting and the fact that it will end the trilogy. My only concern is that number two in its ambitions to be, you know, a really grand epic adventure lost a little bit of the charm and heart the first had. So as long as this one can re- reprimand that, keep that back in check, make sure that's important, then I don't have many qualms. This is an easy five for me mm-hmm. on the excitement scale. That yeah, is. yeah. Uh, I I agree. I mean, my favorite DreamWorks is uh, Prince of Egypt, but uh, as far as the CG, I completely agree with you. It's definitely my favorite, the first How to Train Your Dragon. The second one I have a few qualms with as far as I feel like they let the mother off the hook way too easily, and that kind of bothered me uh, for leaving her family. And I thought that uh, it got a little convoluted with the alphas and the you know, some other stuff, but it's still really enjoyable. And the flying scenes are just the best. Amazing. Um, oh, they're so enthralling. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. And so I'm pretty excited about this uh, movie, especially when I hear this great buzz. And I think it's a pretty strong trilogy. If you, uh, you look at the history of trilogies, I mean, it's gotta be oh, yeah. in discussion. So. Uh, and when you can, and when you consider how few great third movies there are, I mean, you have, have Toy Story 3 and yeah. Return of the King. If, but then again, I suppose most Lord of the Rings is really one film, so that doesn't really count. And mm-hmm. I guess there are some others, but none that are obviously springing to mind. Oh, Kung Fu Panda 3, I th- the Kung Fu Panda trilogy is very solid across the board. Yeah, underrated, quality. I think. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah, think so... Uh, very cool. So uh, if, all goes to, if all goes to plan, we may have another... Uh, strong trilogy where every film is great. Yeah, hey, Hayden, what do you think about How to Train Your Dragon? Yeah, I I I really dig the dragon movies. Um, it's a good example of that you can change the source material and oh, still yeah. have something very strong. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Very different. Like you have you have essentially summed up all of my thoughts to the point where it would be redundant to. <laughs> um say them again um sorry but yeah no, I, I the hype got me um really that the reviews that this one has gotten have me really excited me too um so despite the fact that they're not they're they have a subtitle instead of a number which bothers my ocd tendencies um i'm going to give it a five uh. in terms of anticipation yeah, me as what well. If, I'm still going to call it. I'm still calling it "How to Train Your Dragon 3, No matter what it says, okay, I, I well, can't. How would you feel I if they ha- call it anything else? How, how would you feel if they had both three, but also the subtitle, like you know, "How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World"? That would be better. I I, I do agree I'd with be you. Better, there. I'd be better with it. it. It would still kind of bother me, but it would be an improvement. Yeah, okay. yeah. I I, I mean. I can understand the I can understand it a bit. I mean, by leaving out a number, there when you have a number in a film's title, it's saying this is a sequel to what came before, so it may not be as inviting to the audiences. So sometimes when they leave the uh, number out, they're trying to bring on new people, you know, mm-hmm. and that's fair. Yeah, I know why they're doing it. It just bothers me. 
Yeah, yeah, I know it's, it it's a very me on a personal level. It's a very trendy thing that they're doing these days. You know that mm-hmm. you can't just have it be a sequel, but uh, but yeah, uh, it it's interesting. But yeah, I I I also agree with you guys. I'd also give it a five. I'm very excited about it, and uh, let's uh, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good way uh, to help start off the year of animation. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> okay let's talk about lego movie 2 the second part as obviously from warner animations and it's been five years since everything was awesome and the citizens are facing a huge new threat lego duplo invaders from outer space wrecking everything faster than they can rebuild so this is coming out on the 8th and for me i loved the original lego movie i thought it was brilliant and i thought it the animation was so great and i thought that it had heart and it was so funny and i loved the live action segment that was brilliant and so it was great uh lego batman i enjoyed i thought it was very funny and uh it wasn't as artistically interesting but it was funny and uh, I I enjoyed it. And then Lego Ninjago was very boring and very disappointing for me. And I don't know why they didn't use the voice cast from the show. I I had a couple funny things, but for the most part, I didn't like it. And so for this one, I am hoping that they can they can skip past Ninjago. We can get back on track. And the trailers have looked pretty funny. I like the idea of sort of Emmett in this sort of kind of apocalyptic type world, sort of this this grim and gritty world because mm-hmm. he's such an innocent character. And so I think it it'll be uh, it'll it'll be good. I like the idea of sort of going to space. There's a lot of parody potential in, in that. I think. And so I'm hopeful that it'll be good. What do you think, Mike? Uh, well, firstly, you're lucky, and this one has a number in the title. Yes, that's true. It's the second part, too. Uh, I, I mean, a lot of my thoughts would be repeating what you said. The original Lego movie was br- was brilliant in every way, a near masterpiece for me. Lego Batman was definitely solid and very enjoyable, but it lacked a lot of what made the original Lego movie brilliant. And then Lego Ninjago it ran into the problem that the other two movies managed to avoid. It pretty obviously just wants to be a toy commercial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and while the whole thing about whether it is or isn't like the Cartoon Network show doesn't really bother, doesn't really bother me, but I know it does some people, but it's very clear that it's unrelated. It's just been its own brand thing. But, but I can see how that would bother some people because it's not like, say, the Teen Titans Go movie or the My Little Pony movie where it, it's made by the same staff. It's made by completely different people so it's unrelated but mm-hmm. there's that as for this film uh, due to the declining quality of the lego brand movie brand as it were i was skeptical in fact uh, i saw the first trailer but when the second trailer came out i didn't watch it at first sometimes i do that if a film doesn't interest me that much i only saw it recently and it certainly i don't doubt it will probably be fun and funny i think they can they can get it to lego batman quality I don't honestly think they can get it up to the quality of the first film, if I'm being frank, but I'm willing to be surprised. So in terms of excitement, I'm somewhere between a three and a four. I'll see it. I have my reservations, but I'll see it. 
Mm-hmm. Interesting. What do you think, Hayden, about Lego Movie 2? Yeah, okay, so the first one, um, it not only got snubbed for best animated feature, it oh, got yeah. snubbed for best it got snubbed for best picture, in yeah. my opinion. <laughs> Green. And I'm I'm still annoyed about that. Um I also uh, enjoyed Lego Batman. I did not see Lego Ninjago, so I have no thoughts on that, but I am I am pretty excited for this one. I'm hoping for at least a if it is one tenth as good as the first one, then I think we're going to be more than okay. So the first one's one of your favorite movies ever? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> Arguably, yeah. Yeah. It was so good. And I, like just the the whole idea of capturing the way a child plays i think was so brilliant uh because uh you know when you when you give kids a box of of legos for instance uh they you know they will have uh a pirate playing with uh with a spaceman you know in their in their play and they they will have make it work and they'll tell these stories to themselves i remember one time uh walking in on my little brother playing and you know he had uh he had all his toys all together and he was just so i had to be like sam 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 you know like he was so in his world and i i i think that that was what was just so lovely about the movie is that it just captured the way a child really plays uh mm-hmm. and particularly and then that live action segment uh of uh him him sort of explaining his world to his dad was just the best so i i am yeah we'll well i'm hopeful that they will to at least capture that so yeah i'm gonna i'm actually gonna give it a four i'm, I'm pretty mm-hmm. that's pretty fair excited. so uh hayden what would you give it as far as the anticipation i'm going to maybe give it around the four four point five mm-hmm. yeah all um, right oh sorry yeah i I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. I just okay, yeah. good. Okay, so next we have Wonder Park, and uh, this opens on the fifteenth of March, and is from Paramount. And it's a young, imaginative girl named June spent her childhood days constructing an amusement park filled with fantastical rides and inhabited by talking animals called Wonderland with her mother and and her friends. After growing up, she lost her sense of imagination and wonder until she finds the real Wonderland in the woods. She needs to team up with animals to stop the destruction of uh, Wonderland by chimpan zombies and bring it back to life. And when I first saw the trailer for this, I was like, "Mm, oh, I don't know, it doesn't look good. I mean, I'm more, I feel like I'm more tolerant of sort of that middle ground CGI that a lot of people have a hard time with. Uh, I, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I can enjoy it a little more than I think some people, but, uh, but then once I found out that in the second trailer, once I found out that it was based on her, her ideas. So it's not just some random park that she stumbles upon. Uh, that made it more interesting to me i think um i uh not like super excited but i i hope it maybe it'll be a pleasant surprise 
I know. What do you think, Hayden? Yeah. Um, I'm kind of annoyed with having seen the trailer quite a few times. Yeah. Um, it doesn't look like a disaster. Like the colors are bright and it looks fine. Um, it, it looks like an okay movie to distract little Timmy for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm not really, I don't really feel one way or the other in all honesty. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Mike, about Wonder Park? Well, the thing you should know is that Wonder, it's another movie from Paramount Animation. They've been trying to build a brand for themselves, much like with Warner Animation Group. They don't have a dedicated studio. They just have lots of sub-studios they have make films for them. But unlike Warner's, they haven't been able to really do anything. So far, all they have is the second SpongeBob movie, Monster Trucks, which they wrote off before it was even released, and Sherlock Gnomes, which was being made by someone else, and then they just picked it up. It's a sequel to a film they didn't even make, so they have no brand identity. Anyway, this film they've had in the works for quite some time, so it was just one of those stories I kept hearing about. Oh yeah, that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, now it's finally getting released. I think by the, for the longest time I, I had just been indifferent to it. I suppose some of what you're saying is true, like the trailer does have a mildly intriguing premise in what it's pr- proposing mm-hmm. regarding the girl and her imagination and all that, so it, it's at least trying to not be super cliched, uh, that's true, but honestly I'm not especially interested in it, like I'll see what others are saying about it, but mm-hmm. I'll be up. this is like a two for me if I'm being frank. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. It's probably a three for me. I'm being uh, generous, but uh, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, Paramount. They they almost had the Little Prince, and then all of a sudden they dropped it the week before it was going to be released, which was weird. Oh yeah, but, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, so yeah, I will give it a three. All right. So yeah, I'm also a t- I'm a two. Okay. Good. Okay. So then we have Missing Link from Laika. This follows Myths and Monsters investigator Sir Lionel Frost, who sets off on an adventure to the Pacific Northwest to prove the existence of a legendary creature, Mr. Link. Uh, Frost, who's also looking to gain acceptance by his small-minded explorer peers, is accompanied on this journey by Adelina Fortnite, a free-spirited independent adventurer who just so happens to possess the only known map to their secret destination to, of trying to find Link. Uh, so, Mike, what do you think about uh, the missing Link? Or missing Link? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I, I, did, uh, I thought this film hadn't had a trailer released. I'm just after finding out it did, but I haven't mm-hmm. seen it. So all I have to really go on are the synopsis and teaser art. Mm. I, I mean, Laika have certainly delivered some pretty excellent films. I won't deny that. So... So I will see it, but uh, I, uh, it's a little early for me to say, but it, uh, I'm sure they'll do some uh, pretty, very interesting, quirky stuff with it as we'd like them to. I'm a little concerned because they switched from their distributor to being a very more indie distributor. So I'm, ve- I'm very concerned that the film uh, won't do very well at the box office. It might not even make its budget back. Well, if I'm being frank, none of them have been profits for them, but because the main CEO's father or brother, I forget, made Nike. He basically has a fortune to keep spending on them. Very fortunate for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can all be grateful for shoes because that keeps giving us more like of films. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this definitely looks like a different style than some of the other. Like it's looks it looks more like an Aardman film uh, as far yeah. as co- the sort of the tone and as opposed to some yeah for sure darkness you know a little darker is typically what um uh like it has done in the past um i don't know what do you think hayden about it yeah it definitely does look more different than a lot of their past fair um but given their record i'm definitely interested um really did not care for the narration in the trailer mm-hmm. personally um it felt really patronizing and iffy but i'm mm-hmm. really hopeful for the movie and i'm going to say four mm, okay yeah so my problem with this movie is i just don't love the character designs i i don't like that weird pig like nose uh, that he has and i didn't like it in early man and i don't like it here I don't know what it is with pig noses that's the thing lately but i don't like it and so that's my biggest kind of problem <laughs> with, with the movie so far is i'm like why did they design him that way he looks weird uh, i don't know so but other than that it looks it looks fun i uh i hopefully i'll be able to get over that uh so yeah i'm gonna give it a three uh what what anticipation will you give it um mike uh i'll go with three and a half again i know i'm cheating with these kind of halves but like three is so middle of the road that if you give a film a three it doesn't really say anything to me you know Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah. i i I might add that uh, you were saying it felt like an ardman film but you reminded me that the director one of the directors of paranorman sam fell he he had worked at ardman he co-directed flushed away then he was uh, at Leica, and so were a fair few other people, like the other director, Chris Butler. And even though he's not making Missing Link, he's moved back to Ardman now. He's he's directing Chicken Run Two, but but there there has been overlap between the two studios. I mean, as you get as there will be when you have the, some of the greatest stop motion studios in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. So so I'm sure there's probably practical internal reasons to explain why there's a bit of adapting the Ardman look. Maybe they decided some of their techniques were too expensive and they're trying to be more cost conscious with this. I guess mm. we'll see. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that's I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, all right. So next we have Ugly Dolls. This is from STX Entertainment and it's Moxie and her ugly doll friends travel to the other side of the mountain where, uh, where Uglyville nestles and finds the town of perfection, a place where everyone is perfect. There they encounter Lou, who gathers recruits to train for perfection and ultimately find a child in the real world. Eventually, the ugly dolls learn that being oneself is more important than perfection. Uh, And it's also a musical. This is uh, directed by Kelly Asbury, who uh, I think didn't get enough credit for. I liked Smurfs the Lost Village. I thought he did a good job um and uh he's also a co-director of, of shrek too which is a good, pretty good movie um and so i don't know i I've, I've never heard of ugly dolls until i didn't know that was a thing um and the, the music i hope will be good 
we'll see. Um, I, I think this movie will probably be a big bomb. I don't think it'll do very well at the box office, but who knows? Um, but I don't know. I'd give it like a, a, I mean, I love musicals, so I'm going to be an optimistic three. Uh, but what do you think Hayden about this one? So fun story. I actually kind of, uh, um, submitted myself to do some scratch work for this movie because, um, I'm, uh, friends with someone, um, whose uh, mom works at STX. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a random anecdote that has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> anyway, um, oh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, it looks, um, cute enough, I guess. Um, I, I definitely, you don't remember Ugly Dolls, but I certainly remember them when I was a wee child in the aughts. Um, a lot of kids had them and were obsessed with them for a while. That was, those were the days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, the, I like the, I mean, the designs look just like the real life dolls. So that's kind of cool. My opinion. I'm going. I'm not really personally invested in this ugly dolls universe, um, but I'm going to. I'm going to uh, give it a two overall. Mm. Yeah, Mike. What do you think? Well, I'm surprised no one else has brought up the fact that this basically feels like Troll Trolls 2.0. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have. I mean, you have cute plushy characters based in a toy line in a Duke's Box musical. How is this not just Trolls 2.0? Is it a jukebox musical or is it original songs? Uh, no, they'd say they'd said the press releases say jukebox musical. I'm sure there will be some original songs, but it's more than just you know whether you have original songs or not original songs. A juke, it's a very specific type of style, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I won't, I want to uh, accepting that you know it's made on a far lower budget. I do find the art style charming in a kind of off-kilter way. It's nowhere near as gorgeous as Trolls, where the textures and the craft and everything, it's so lovely and creative and with amazing direction that compensates for an okay screenplay. Uh-huh. Personally, this is a film that, I'll be honest, uh, if he even gets released over here, because, I mean, this seems like it's getting a very small release, not a wide release. Even if it gets released over here, like in cinemas, I don't see myself seeing it in the cinema. I might catch it on home media at a later date, because I'm curious, uh-huh. but... Uh-huh. At least it has an interesting visual style, even if, again, its visual style is just trolls on a budget, but I love that visual style so much, you know, so uh-huh. I'll take it. <laughs> Very good. All right, so you give it, what, what score would you give it? I'd say I'll give it a, I'll give it a three, but, I, but as I say, that's more on the grounds of the visual style than, than anything else, and I am adding what probably won't see in cinema just at a later date when I'm curious. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, very good. Okay, so then we have The Secret Life of Pets 2. Uh, this is from Illumination. The film continues the story of Max and his pet friends following their secret lives after their owners leave them for work or school each day. So this comes out in, in on June 7th. And I feel like everybody has forgotten about The Secret Life of Pets. Like, I don't know, it's just one mm-hmm. of those movies that made a lot of money, but nobody remembers uh, very well uh and isn't that, the, 
Isn't that the case with any Illumination film, at least of our demographic? They're huge hitters, but it seems like the only people who watch them or care about them are parents and kids, and not us adults who love animation otherwise. We're yeah. just, eh. Yeah, I mean, I have a special, I guess, fondness for the first one because it was the first time I was ever on Rotoscopers uh, podcast. Uh, so it was one of my sort of first real sort of podcasting, uh, I don't know, it was, when I, it was a big big fun experience for me uh but uh yeah i mean it was just very very forgettable movie uh and but it's going so, to make it but it's going to make 50 billion dollars because illumination has yeah. sold their soul to the devil to yeah. make all the movies <laughs> yeah they know how to make money they should give lessons because they well i think it's more accurate to say it's not that they know how to make make money but that universal know how to market their films yeah yeah it can't be denied i mean they're amazing at that for sure they, they uh, could they could have a movie about a piece of tissue paper blowing in the wind for yeah. 90 minutes and it would make it would make money yeah it's it's true it's amazing uh yeah i mean this just i'm just kind of eh, on this uh i i'll give it uh um 1.5 i'm slightly curious to see uh how they handled the whole switching out louis ck i guess um i don't know uh there's really not a whole lot 1.5 for me uh, as far as anticipation uh what about you hayden yeah um secret life of pets that was a movie that happened (laughs) um i i have no real opinions on this one what what would you give it even even less so so i would give it um i'll be generous and give it a two Uh mike what about you a two is probably fine i I think the original it's a little bit of a shame because we all remember how there were those commercials about what the pets do when they're when you're not at home and pretty much all of that was in the trailer what was the actual movie it was just another toy story-esque two two people who hate each other but become friends over a buddy movie except the two protagonists they're i'll be honest they're terrible people uh they do terrible things terrible to each other. yeah they're terrible characters they do terrible things to each other all films and then suddenly they're just buddies, like it happened off screen. Some of the others are amusing, but the two leads are kind of ter- uh, terrible characters, not just to watch, but also to, you know, hopefully adhere us ourselves to. And, yeah. But I will say that I, regardless of why Louis C.K. was given the sack, I won't go into that, we all know why, but yeah. I, I really like Patton Oswalt's, like, I haven't seen too much of his work, but every time he's in an animated film, animation, I love what he does, like he's so perfect as Remy and Ratatouille, you know? Right. Yeah. And he, he was even in this episode of My Little Pony and he was brilliant as this uh, kind of character who's really into a, cer- a certain book series, but only up to a certain point. And after that, he's like, no, the rest is terrible, but he brings such flair to it and in some other stuff. And even in the trailer, I was a little more amused by Max just as a result of him doing the voice, which is weird. I normally never give a pass to something just based on who's doing it, but he makes it a little less tolerable for a little more tolerable. Sorry, mm-hmm. so I'll give it a two. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, and I did. There were a few moments where I felt like they they did tried to do interesting stuff. Like I actually liked the whole weird 
random uh sausage fantasy sequence like i like some surrealist little weird moments where i feel in animated films where i feel like they the animators are allowed to just kind of be bonkers and and weird um so oh, i kind of sure you need, like you need all that yeah so hopefully they do more of that uh in this one we'll see anyway all right so we have toy story 4 uh this is from pixar of course uh this is on the 21st of june and uh woody has always been confident about his place in the world and that and that his priority is taking care of his kid whether that is bonnie or andy but when bonnie adds a reluctant new toy called forky to her bedroom road trip adventure alongside old and new friends will show woody how big the world can be here's the thing woody has not always been confident about his place in the world that's the whole point of the first movie <laughs> What is this description? I don't understand. Well, I mean, obviously that's a bit false, but I think uh, I'll get into it a bit later. But so uh, at this point in time, the kids, I know it's marketed to, a, to adults, but we're going to see the film anyway. To the kids, they won't know the first Toy Story 1 or 2 as well. Like, I'm sure they've seen it, but Toy Story 3 is their primary point of reference. So on that grounds, it, it, it'll reign a little more true. Yeah, I guess like I guess I can see that, but I don't like know. I'm not saying they're marketing it to, just towards the kids, but I'm saying that we, regardless of how we adults feel, we're going to see it, so they don't need to worry about us too much. Yeah, it was just kind of funny to me because the whole point of the first movie is that Woody is not confident about his place in the world. I don't know, it was funny to me, um, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not feeling this. Like I I mean, I was actually kind of defending it for a long time because. I, you know, I was just like, they promised if they didn't have a story, they weren't going to make it, but it's gone through so many like complete rewrites and stuff. I'm like, do you have the story? That's really weird. And, and then Forky, I just don't know about Forky. Uh, it's, <laughs> I don't know, but you do have all these quotes from Tom Hanks and Tim Allen saying it was just the most devastating filming uh, they all die yeah i'm just like what is going on but uh, i don't know I, i'm gonna give it a three i know that might be very low but i'm nervous about it to be honest uh hayden what do you think yeah i'm actually with you on giving it a three um i'm i was pretty disappointed that they went and made another one just by three closing it off so perfectly but disney gonna disney mm -hmm. um but um it looks fine um i'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt and hope for something at least enjoyable um the trailer just makes me think of hereditary because that's the end credit they play the song that they played in the end credits of, of Hereditary. So that's, that's like all I'm going to be thinking of the whole movie. Um, and I, I kind of, admittedly, I think the implications of Forky are kind of amazing in that they just, that like some random kid just made some poor unfortunate object into some animated toy and what does that mean for everything else? 
Yeah, when does something become you sentient know. and when is it just furniture or, you know, whatever? Uh, yeah, Mike, what do you think? Well, it's interesting, not not unlike uh, Hayden saying that he was he was very loosely associated with ugly dolls. I have the barest of connections with this film. Uh, the, work, the place I work at now, we make mobile apps for children and we and we've been doing this Disney Coloring World app which is out and it's getting monthly updates it's pretty great but mm. uh, due to a future update they'll have a Toy Story playset not nothing much to do with the fourth film it'll mostly be stuff from the previous three but uh, due to uh, I've seen bits and pieces from the fourth film nothing spoilery like uh, in terms of things but apart from anything else I've seen uh, the character models and I have to say that when you're looking at them in detail they look absolutely amazing they honestly do feel like they're the toys like Pixar's technology keeps getting better and I didn't think the toys could look any better than they did in number three but they do in this uh, just a mixture of the texture and rendering and everything Bo Peep especially looks like she's actually made of porcelain I kid you not so and oh, yeah. but, but I've seen her bits and pieces and uh, I do yeah. It's e it's easy to be skeptical of Pixar sequels. It really is, because uh, the thing is, people used to think that Pixar didn't want to make sequels, and after Disney bought them, that Disney's forcing them to. It's easy to think why, because they only made Toy Story two, and then there was nothing. And since they bought them, it's they've done like half sequels, you know. Mm -hmm. But the tr the truth of the matter is, when they made Toy Story two, they wanted to make number three, but Toy Story two wasn't counted in the deal because their contract specified new characters. And so Steve Jobs basically told them, uh, I, I can't let you make, make sequels. We've got to finish this contract up. You're going to have to keep to your original films. So as soon as Disney bought them, they jumped back on Toy Story 3. They wanted to tell it all along. So the point of this, story, of this little anecdote is just that Pixar haven't always been opposed to sequels. It's just that circumstances made them stay away from them, you know? Mm. And I think that's an important thing to clear up. It's a little complicated, but it's important. I won't deny that, you know, the car sequels have been air. I mean, three, three is grand, two is, uh, let's not talk about two. Uh, then <laughs> you have Miles' University and so on and so forth. And Incredibles 2, it's, a, it's definitely a great film. It's so much fun. The action sequences are so great. The plot and character stuff gets a little messy, so the original is better. But it is definitely one of their, their best non-Toy Story sequel just to round it back up mm -hmm. so you know i like finding dory i a lot oh, of people i i liked it it gets a hard time at times mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. so it's it's grand and i think toy story 4 i think it'll be fine i think it'll be good certainly i don't think i think it will be the weakest of the trilogy but you know i definitely will go see it mm -hmm. and i'm going to be be giving them a little more of the benefit of the doubt i'm going to give them a three and a half on this one mm-hmm Mm -hmm. i can see that all right so next we have this on this i don't know when it's going to be released in the states i think this might be a japan release date but anyway uh 19th of july uh we have weathering with you uh this is from makoto shinkai the director of your name which you all know is one of my favorite movies ever i absolutely uh -huh. really I, i've never seen you mention it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's right and uh and it's high school student daka morishima leaves his home uh, on an isolated island and moves to tokyo but he immediately becomes broke he lives his days in isolation but finally finds a job as a writer for a shady occult magazine 
After he starts his job, the weather has been raining day after day. In a corner of the crowded and busy city, Hadaka meets a young girl named Hina Amana. Due to certain circumstances, Hina and her younger brother live together, but have a cheerful and sturdy life. Hina also has a certain power, the power to stop the rain and clear the sky. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited about this pretty much. I mean, it does sound interesting. Sounds like a, an interesting plot, but I love Makoto Shinkai. I even not just your name. I love his other movies. I think he's just amazing. I love his animation and I love his storytelling. And so I'm super excited for this. Uh, so I, I, I gave, it's my most anticipated of the whole year of all movies. <laughs> um because i loved your name so much and i love his other films and so i'm going to five five for me i really hope it'll be great but uh what do you think mike well is this the right time to mention that uh, unless you get one of your really early screening passes you probably won't see this film till next year yeah that's just my guessing on the matter but given your name's release date pattern that wouldn't surprise me yeah it'll probably my guess is it'll probably get a uh uh, end of the year release in the states mm-hmm. uh like your name did mm-hmm. um but yeah that's i thought I, I thought that didn't get released in the states till april of the 2017 the, the main release but it got like an oscar oh yeah of course run. yeah of course yeah so i mean i mean it doesn't i don't need to repeat that your name is brilliant i don't know if i would put it in as high as you would like there are some plot elements i'm a little they work but i'm not sure that was the right call but it still is a fantastic film i cannot deny that mm-hmm. and i've seen some of his past work i keep meaning to watch the rest so uh, i definitely will get around to seeing this at some point i mean a lot of anime just uh, doesn't interest doesn't interest me i'm gonna be frank yeah but mm-hmm. but certainly the plot description i'm kind of like I'm not quite sure what to make of this, but that's common of a lot of anime, especially when it, the film hasn't been released in Japan and the Western description is just a translation of it. It's very culturally different just due to the phrasing uh, uh, phrasing of the words and what plot details they tend to uh, leak. Like you can't really puzzle out what it's really about the way you can with a US one. So I, it's, I can't really comment on the film because we don't really know anything beyond a very jumbly plot description, but on the benefit of the director directing it, I'll definitely give it a watch when it comes around. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll give it a four. Mm, very good. Okay. Hayden, what do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know much, like too much about this. Um, it's more of a blind spot for me compared to the others here. Um, but I love your name. Uh, so um, also I'm going going to uh i'm going to give it actually um 4.5 overall all right very good okay then we have playmobil the movie this is on the 7th of august open road films uh marla is forced to abandon her carefully structured life to embark on an epic journey to find her younger brother charlie who has disappeared into the vast and wondrous animated world of playmobil and i don't know i mean i think it looks it looks like it could be possibly entertaining. I, I don't know. I, I'm not super attached to Playmobil, I guess. But um, there's tools there. They could make something fun. Uh, we've only gotten a teaser so far. Um, but 
I, I wasn't mad about it. I didn't hate it. <laughs> so I don't know. And the, the teaser and the, and the animation that I've seen, it looks like it could be fun maybe. Um, so I'll give it a two as far as anticipation. Uh, what about you, Mike? Uh, well, this is another one that I have intentionally not watched the trailer of just because I'm kind of, I look at it and I'm kind of like, really? Playmobil was one of those toys that I was always aware of as a kid, but never really personally played with. And so both then and now, it always strikes me as kind of a weird cross between various train franchise things for kids, as well as Lego characters, uh, especially it has a very Duplo feel at times. So, and this movie, especially just, just from the screenshots and plot, it just makes it seem like a weird Lego movie type thing, but mm-hmm. without any of the charm. And apparently it has a $75 million budget. And, I'm, and I guess I see that a bit, but I'm just surprised they were able to justify that because I, I do not see this movie making its budget back, not even close. So, yeah, yeah I, and I, don't, I, I don't really see myself seeing it either. I'm going to be frank. I'm going to give this a, uh, a one and a half. Mm. The thing about Lego that the people forget is that, first of all, they had, had made direct to DVD uh, Lego movies. It, you know, they've gotten a lot, they got a lot of practice, you know, before the actual release of making mm-hmm. actual films. So there's that, but also uh, they had all, all of these IPs associated with Lego. So they had so mm-hmm. much to work with to make a good movie as opposed to, something like Playmobil where it's literal they don't have IPs with Playmobil and uh-huh. so it's all it's all about the script uh and so you know we'll see uh that's I think the main difference between Playmobil and Lego uh but um Hayden what do you think yeah so um the movie does actually have um some people behind it that I really respect um such as Lino DeSalvo, who worked at Disney for several years, um, which um, gives me some hope for it. Um, Also, I love Anya Taylor-Joy in anything. So uh, her being a voice actor in it does admittedly make me pretty intrigued in a sense. But um, overall, um, don't really have too many thoughts. So I'm going to give it maybe about 2.5 okay cool all right so we have uh on the 13th of august we have spies in disguise this is from blue sky and when an unexpected event puts the world in peril lance sterling the world's greatest super spy must team up with his gadget inventor walter in order to save the day while disguised as a pigeon so i i was actually in the trailer i really was feeling the uh the spy stuff and then when it turned into a pigeon i was like oh i didn't like that as much as like the spy stuff kind of wish they just stayed human uh but whatever i like blue sky so uh you know we'll see uh hayden what do you think yeah well um i do the title back when it was called pigeon impossible um so um i in all honesty, I thought it was going to be like a like a James Bond spoof where he was like a pigeon the whole time that was a spy or something, but I guess that wasn't it. Um, but um, it looks um, fine. Um, 
I, I also do agree about the spy element being the most interesting part, but it, it has potential to be cute and fun. Um, so I'll give it three. Mm-hmm. Mike, what Overall, do you think? Uh, well, I'm going to have to issue a correction. You got the release date wrong. It's the 13th of September, not August. I don't know where you got that from. Oh, oops. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, so uh, what do you think about this? Uh, I mean, I'm go- uh, it's, I, I, I think at this point, I'd just be repeating a lot of what you, uh, the two of you have said. Like, uh, sometimes Blue Sky do mildly interesting stuff. I mean, a lot of the time they seem like illumination but without, you know, the ability to make huge hits, at least at the UX, U.S. box office. As I said earlier, I do have a soft spot for the Ice Age films. I'll admit now that outside the first one, they're not really good, for say. But, but, there is, but there is that. And sometimes I like stuff like Ferdinand's Decent and so on and so forth. So. Yeah, I actually think that Blue Sky has taken more risk than they're giving credit for, personally. I, yeah. I think that, uh, it's, that something like Epic is flawed, but it's so beautiful, and they really tried to make something beautiful. Uh, I think that Robots is really underrated, in my opinion. I think it's really I cool. like Robots. Yeah, <laughs> and I do. And, a hater. Yeah. No. No, to me, Robots is one of the best examples of not just a, a very lovely looking film, but also a film with a great world and one that I want to know more about. And it contrasts all that with a very, such a standard uh, be yourself type plot that I, I just can't believe that they have such a great world and animation and have a, I'll, I'll be frank, a miserable script to go along with it. But like, mm. they usually don't go that hand in hand, but yeah. I guess that's happened. Robots is one of those films that... that uh, sometimes you get a term put on when you have a party on, so you know it's on the background, it's muted, but you can look at it while you're doing your thing. That robots is that kind of film for me. Interesting. I I I think the the script doesn't blow me away, but I thought it was serviceable as far as the script. But yeah, the world building and the uh, and I don't know. I just think it's I, I really like it. And I uh, you know the Peanuts movie I adored. Uh, oh yeah, I Peanuts like, movie's great. I, I like Rio. I think Rio's pretty good and it's it's a uh, beautiful and i i feel like they are a lot better than illumination personally i feel like they try to make things that are they try they have a little more ambition a little more artistry than illumination <laughs> that's all i'll say i i really that's what i think but anyway okay. that's fair that's fair i, I think i'd uh, i'd en- there are probably more films they've made that i legitimately enjoy than with illumination uh-huh. so uh, I'll concur with you on that. But as for Spice in the Skies, I guess a three. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll see what I'm feeling closer to release date. It's well over half a year away, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I will also give it a three. Okay. So this one, we don't have much to say because Angry Birds 2, we have no plot detail. We have no trailer. Uh, that, uh, yeah, the 16th of August is is what I had written down uh from rovio the first movie i think wasn't terrible uh it it tried way too hard to be grown up which i think it should have just been more for kids but then it would have been a lot better like they just the attempts at adult humor really fell flat for me uh, in it uh and uh the particularly with that uh that uh, eagle uh, that was a big miss but 
it was watchable. I didn't want to kill myself watching it. So uh, the second one, uh, well, I'm not, I don't know. I give it a 1.5. We don't really know anything about the film, right. like you said. Also, date again, it's the same thing with Spies. It's September, not August. What? Oh, okay. I That's weird. Uh, I mean, apart from, any, apart from anything else, when f- animated films get released in August, it's towards the start when they can still capitalize on uh, on the summer a bit. So, uh, I mean, according to this, what I'm looking at here, it's uh, September 6th. That's weird. On Wikipedia, it says August 16th. Hmm. Scheduled for release on August 16th. Yeah, well, we uh, here's the thing: we don't know plot details yet, so maybe it could still change a bit. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll play that by ear, anyway. So we don't know anything. So it's all down to the opinion of the first film. And uh, uh, one of the directors of the first film was actually an Irish animator. I mean, he worked in America for most of his adult life, but he'd started uh-huh. in Ireland. So you know, there is that. I can remember when the film was in production, reading newspaper articles that were saying, you know, an I- Irish person directing a film, this is a big deal. By the time the Angry Birds movie came out, Angry Birds is a video game. It had been like three years since it was, you know, had any cultural cachet. And it kind of showed like, uh, yeah, that's in true. particular, if you look at its box office, it made almost as much in China as it did in the States. And I know that in China, it was able to hold on to that popularity a fair bit more. So I could definitely see this film dipping even more because as much as Angry Birds had lost a lot of popularity three years ago with I get the feeling it's way, it's almost dead now. I mean, they probably still make games. I don't know. I haven't checked in ages. But, and I say this as someone who used to play Angry Birds a lot in like 2011. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah. So as for the f- original film itself, it's not terrible, I guess, but it, it subscribes to so many bad kids movies cliches that it's just a profoundly mediocre film for me. Not awful, but nothing to recommend about it except i guess some pretty lovely feathering textures which i won't say no to but yeah the I animation mean, I, was decent i thought yeah was, yeah but i suppose the thing of that is when you if you see the trailer a few times when you're watching other films you can still get that in a theater without having to actually see the film so yeah and it is probably my favorite video game movie <laughs> There's something about video games, <laughs> movies. I, I, I'm assuming. Uh, I'm assuming Wreck It Ralph. The yeah. Wreck It Ralphs don't count. No, that doesn't count. As far as like adaptations of video games, like the movies have been rough. Uh, is, yeah. What do you think about uh, Angry Birds? Two. Well, um, I actually quite enjoyed the first Angry Birds, despite all of its issues. May or may not have joined a cult related to it. Um, a it few has a years cult? back, there was like a jokey internet cult thing that I did that was fun. Um, it sounds a bit sounds a bit was, like the Shrek meme cult. Joke, we, <laughs> it was a joke, but we called ourselves the Angry Birds cult, and we worshipped the mighty eagle. Good times. Um, but um, the reason I'm actually more in, I'm actually kind of interested in this is I really love the cast that they got. Um, the second that they said Rachel Bloom, I was in. Um, and also they have Leslie Jones, Sterling K. Brown, Aquafina, um, Beck Bennett, Brooklyn Prince, um, and Lil Rel Howery. Um, those I love all of them. So they're the reason I'm most into it. So I'm going to be 
for that, I'm going to say about 2.5. Rachel Bloom, where, where have I heard that name before? Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She, oh, no, wait, uh, no. she created Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Oh, no, that's not it. I remember, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm showing my uh, brony side here. She was in a recent episode of My Little Pony as a guest star. That was it. Uh, Brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it. Cool. Yeah, yeah she was on that. Yeah. I, I love her. Yeah. Okay, Sorry. great. Uh, so, uh, what what uh, what rating would you give it, Hayden? I I, I said a two point five. Oh, okay, sorry. Great. Okay, that'll be great. All right. Uh, so next we have the Queen's Corgis. This is from N Wave and Rex, one of the British monarch's most beloved corgis, gets lost from the palace and runs into a dog fight club with all sorts of. Conf- all sorts confronting each other. He then goes on a long journey to find the queen again. And actually, I I don't know if we know a release date. Uh, they, they had just I think it had just said summer, so I think uh, 2018. So that's why I put the I, I just put August. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean this looks pretty terrible. So I <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do you think, Mike, uh, of this? Do you, uh, being from the UK, is, it's the first. Uh, despite that, this is the first I'm hearing about the film, so oh. I can't really say anything. This, but from what I, what you're telling me and what I'm looking at now, it just seems like another one of those uh, CG uh, productions made by not the big studios but smaller ones, and uh-huh. uh, I don't know what will happen to it, but. That somehow manages to grab some pretty notable people in the cast to hopefully attract people, but I can't see this doing much. I can't see myself seeing it. Uh, I don't know what to say about this. Just... Yeah. Okay. Uh, what uh, do you think, Caden? Do you have any, any thoughts on this one? The dog is adorable. Yeah. That, that's pretty much all I have. It, it does look pretty. It it looks really really cute. That's. That's pretty much all true. I have to say. That's true. Yeah. I'll give it a 1.5. Uh, what about you guys? Eh, yeah, 1.5 sounds fair. Yeah. Okay, good. Did it. I think Did we're it. all in agreement. <laughs> <laughs> okay, another one that's kind of on the same vein uh, is Abominable. This is from Pearl Studios, and uh, and it's co-produced by DreamWorks. It's a uh, takes audiences on an epic 3,000 mile journey from the streets of Shanghai to the breathtaking Himalayan snowscapes. When a mischievous group of friends encounter a young Yeti, they embark upon an epic quest to reunite the magical creature with his family at the highest point on earth. And I don't know, this is it going to be a uh, small foot light? <laughs> I mean, I thought small foot was very strange. It didn't really work for me. Okay, okay, but, but but we need to remember one thing. Is Zendaya Michi? Right. <laughs> it, it, I, I think that's a very important thing we need to take into consideration here. Does this have Zendaya as Michi? <laughs> well, so, well, yeah, we don't really know a whole lot about this one, but uh, as far as the plot, I mean, we don't, we get that summary, but as far as we don't really know a lot about this movie, but uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a one. What do you think, Mike? Any thoughts on this one? Well, like, uh, like we don't really have images or trailers of yeah. it yet, so it's it's kind of hard to say. I mean, its production is interesting because the studio that's making it, Pearl Studios, 
they were Oriental DreamWorks because uh, what DreamWorks did was they basically set up between them and the China firm that also comes own it a Chinese studio. But after the Universal buyout, Universal sold off their stakes. So the only film they like properly creatively worked on together was Kung Fu Panda Tree, where they did about a third of it. I mean, they did do animation for some other films of DreamWorks, but that was simple farming the workout. Kung Fu Panda Tree was the only one that they, you know, properly worked on, you know, creatively and all. So, but this was the second one for which that was going to be the case. And that's why DreamWorks are, are still credited as working on it and will release it stateside. But after this, mm-hmm. Pearl Studio is just going to be doing their own thing in China. So I just say that because that production history is all, hmm. is the only interesting thing so far. Yeah, that is I, so. I actually just found a trailer. Oh. Um, oh, there is a trailer on YouTube. It's not very official, but huh. I mean, it's a and it's an actual trailer, but it's not really. It's from I, a pretty not so official account, but it is definitely a trailer for the movie that I just okay. saw. Okay. Okay. I just cool. I just googled. So. Um. So. I, it's just not yeah. getting any buzz. yeah. So, what would you guys give this one? I can't really rank the score. I'll have to give it a wait and see. Because like with Angry Birds, I can say my opinion of the previous film caused my opinions. With this, right. I, can't, I can't really say much of anything. Like, will it even feel like a DreamWorks film? It might, it might not. It's, it's hard to say. So I can't rank it score-wise. I'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, I'm, I'm also in that. I'm going to give it an N.A not available okay good um i think i think tba is more appropriate yeah tba yeah (laughs) um so yeah i i ended up having the wrong release date in our spreadsheet for this next one farmageddon a sean the street movie for some reason wikipedia is all messed up on their release dates uh but um but yeah it's the uh oh um yeah sorry i'm just gonna say this i apparently angry birds was at one point scheduled to be released on september 6th but they changed it quite a few times i'm just ah okay that'd be yes yes thank you so this is actually coming out uh may 15th uh and i don't know why the one thing i said said um uh said october anyway it doesn't matter uh may the 15th uh farming the shawn the sheep sequel uh yeah this one must really make your brain hurt the fact that's not even it doesn't even have sean the sheep in the it, it, that sean the sheep is in the subtitle not in the regular title <laughs> farmageddon uh sean the sheep movie. In, in fairness it was just the inconsistency that annoyed me yeah so um, about oh about dragon okay when in it, fairness, it was just the inconsistency mm, right when an impish adorable alien with amazing powers crash lands near the farm sean soon sees an opportunity for alien powered fun and adventure setting off on a mission to send the intergalactic visitor home before a sinister organization can capture her can sean blitzer uh, bits bitzer and the flock avert farmageddon on mossy brown farm for it's too late so uh, what do you think about this mike well too. I, I, I might wrestle control away fr- from you a bit just for this one because it doesn't have an american release date the only release date is the u is the well uk Ireland, and some european oh, territories that's why there's so, confusion yeah that that'd be it and that european that may release date was a thing but I'm pretty sure it is October 18th 
here because oh. like that's that's what the trailer says there is a trailer out now i don't know if it's stateside you might have seen it yeah we've seen it they okay good 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 so that's almost definitely when it's being released like actually at christmas i had a i got a very good stocking filler book on Ardman studios it was a great read but it was a very recent release so there was a bit on their upcoming films so that's why i'm pretty sure where Shaun the Sheep 2 lies, because if it, if it had been coming out in May, they'd be able to say more about it. Okay. Anyway, so, I mean, it certainly seems like one of those do do a fair bit different from the original things, what with this really, really weird and quirky alien invasion stuff. Like, a, a lot of people in America haven't seen much of the TV series, so all they know of is the movie, which they generally like if they've seen it. But obviously the TV series has been going on for a long while and they're just seven minute little mini adventures totally adorable i love whenever i do sit down to watch it i love it and the the film was able to capture that spirit while being its own thing it was great so i will definitely see this i love ardman too much to not it's a little early to say but i'll put myself in the four category just due to how much i love ardman Mm -hmm. cool good uh so hayden what do you think about this yeah, I'm in the same boat overall. Um, it, I'm hoping for great things from Ardman. I like the first one, so I'm going to um, give it a 3.5 um, just out of uh, not knowing like that much besides the teaser trailer. My only worry about this movie is that the whole sort of I think I love the most about the original movie is just how innocent it was and sweet it was and I worry that in this all sci-fi kind of thing that you'll lose some of that but I you know I trust the team and I trust that it'll be great and I trust that it'll make no money because that's the way these movies seem to be for Aardman uh so no I will I'll, I'll amend no money in the states yeah I yeah. mean early man needed that it was 50 million the original shoulder sheep was only 25 so that mm-hmm. still made a very nice profit even without its U.S. of 20 million and I'm yeah. sure the same I'm sure the same will be the case for this one so I know it's a hard thing for you guys to to sometimes grasp that, that a movie uh, <laughs> isn't isn't made for an English for an American release in mind, and but but this honestly isn't. It'll get released there. It'll make a little, but it really is about Europe and the rest of the world with Hardman these days. You know, very true. I just wish that yeah. their movies would connect more with uh, with U.S. audiences because I think if people actually saw them, I think they would really like them. Oh, uh, I completely so. agree. It's uh, I think at this point I've just not given up trying, but it's that well, since I don't live in America, it, it doesn't concern me as much as it maybe should. I will say with the whole alien invasion, I could see this film's humor being a lot more quirkily British, more like Wallace and Gromit or Chicken Run. Whereas Shaun the Sheep, I mean, there there is always that Britishness, but because there's no dialogue. It's a lot. It's more universal in a way. Most of their other works are very British, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Some something about the the humor and tone this one could take with all the alien stuff could be very weirdly British again. But I I like that too much to complain. So there you have it. Yeah, yeah I can see what you're saying. So what what score would you give it as far as anticipation? Hmm? Oh, I already said a four. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Okay, good. All right. Well, let's okay. Uh, 
so next we have Adam's family. Uh, this is from MGM. Uh, it's Adam's family, family's lives begin to unravel when they face off against a greedy, crafty reality TV host while also preparing for their extended family to arrive for a major celebration. And I actually, I, I think that, that this has potential uh i you know i like adam's family i like both of the live action movies and i like uh you know i liked the show uh i feel like this could be could be fun i don't think we have a trailer yet if i'm not mistaken um so i yeah i mean i'm hopeful about it uh what about you mike uh well we don't have much to go by on again uh-huh. I've, I've those i haven't seen much adam's family stuff other than the two live action films from the 90s like on television reruns i i guess they're enjoyable for what they are they're very sh- a bit shakily done certainly but enjoyable in their own way and i can see yeah. why the adam's family has kind of persisted throughout the decades just this very odd uh fat family living in a very goth uh, almost gothic household and each of the members are we- very weird and oddball in their own way it's that very sort of uh kid scary halloween vibe you know mm-hmm. yeah so, so i can I, I can see why they've been popular throughout the years as they have been so i guess this could have potential an animated adam's family if the designs are done right and the humor and tone certainly so a, a bit of a wait and see situation Okay. Uh, what about you, uh, Hayden? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love the Adams family and I always have and always will. Um, was, I was obsessed with the TV show and the movies when I was a kid. And I aspired to be Wednesday Adams for a long time. And that influenced a lot of who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, which would be pretty obvious if you know me. Yeah. Um, um, but so I am very excited for this. I'm just out of my, because I'm such a major, major fan of the Adams family in general. Um, and when you make Oscar Isaac Gomez, it's the perfect yeah. choice. And that's just, that's just amazing. And also, like, Charlie Theron, Chloe Grace Moretz, Finn Wolfhard, Nick Kroll, Bette Midler, Allison Janney. Like, come on. That's a great cast. And, yeah, I'm going – and I, I like the character design. It's very reminiscent of the original Charles Adams cartoon. So I'm going to give it a 4.5. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i'm actually gonna give it a four as well i the voice cast is really great and i just feel like it has a ton of potential to be really fun so uh let's just hope that that they live up to that potential so we will see all right uh then we have uh from we have arctic justice thunder squad from entertainment studios animals band together to save the day when the evil Otto von Walrus hatches a sinister scheme to accelerate global warning, warming and melt the Arctic Circle. And this looks like another Norm of the North. It looks really bad. So we'll see. But I, yeah, I give it zero. <laughs> zero. I'm not going to do it at all. <laughs> uh do you guys have any any thoughts about this one? 
I literally did not know it existed until now. <laughs> yeah. So, <right. laughs> so um, yeah. Um, just going by what I'm looking at right now, um, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. I, 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 I do not know. <laughs> Mike, do you have any thoughts on this? This is the thing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I could sum this up in three words. Next movie. Yeah. Okay, good. Thank you. Uh, Next. Okay. And then we have Frozen 2. We don't really have... It's a little independent movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so this... It's coming uh, up and coming studio. I don't think anybody yeah. knows much about it. <laughs> so this is obviously our sequel to frozen uh mm -hmm. the huge mammoth hit and uh elsa and anna uh they are embark on an adventure far away from arendelle that's all we really know we don't have the trailer yet we don't have the story uh but um mm -hmm. but i'm actually really excited i love frozen i thought it was great and I think that because it got became so big, I think it became really nitpicked and, and people were very hard on it. Um, but I, I, I don't think its flaws are much worse than most other princess movies, to be honest. And I love all of the songs. I love all of the singing. They got such a great cast. Idina Menzel is one of my favorite singers in the whole world. Uh, and, uh, you know, Let It Go was so iconic. Uh, of a moment and i i for me all the subversions that they did actually really worked for me i i think that um you know they've done the so villain reveal so many times now but at the time it really worked for me and i hope that they will just do more standard fairy tale in this one as opposed to you know some a villain reveal and sort of things uh, but you know, I love the Lopez's. I think they're amazing songwriters, songwriting team, and they're back. So, uh, and I hope that they give, uh, Christoph a, a song this time. I really liked the Broadway musical. I'm just a fan. I think Frozen is great. And so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I liked, uh, both of the shorts. I even liked Olaf's Frozen Adventure because I thought it was a sweet Christmas movie and I just really like Frozen. So. <laughs> um we will uh we'll see how it goes and uh, as you yeah. should if you if you like it that's enough yeah that's right and uh so i i'm 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 gonna give it it was my second most anticipated of the year on my um on my video i did so i'm gonna give it a five i'm very excited and i hope that it's good so there you go uh hayden what do you think frozen two yeah i also really like frozen um it has its issues, but overall, it's a good movie, and the haters suck it. Um, <laughs> I, I I also um, like Olaf Frozen Adventure and uh, Frozen Fever. In all honesty, um, but yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing where they go from here. Um, uh, I think that it they also have an opportunity to like expand on it maybe improve some of the issues that the yeah. first one had um 
Plus, I feel like with two I, princesses, I, there's a real opportunity to tell more story than maybe some other some other princess stories where there's just one. Uh, which uh, may, right. So as far as Disney is concerned, uh, Elsa is a queen, not a princess. Right, but you know what I mean. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, and also the second they announced Sterling K. Brown and Ephraim Rachel Wood, I was just, like, sold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, I, I, because I love Westworld, and, um, and, uh, I actually haven't seen This Is Us, but, um, Sterling K. Brown was great on, uh, uh People vs. O.J. Simpson, oh, um, yeah. American Crime Story. He was great on that, so, love the cast, um, also hoping Jonathan Groff gets a song. Um, yeah, me too. And, uh, but yeah, um, I, I'm not like 1000% in it yet because we know so little and we don't have a trailer yet and whatnot, but um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Mike, what do you think? Well, the original, the original Frozen is a bit of an interesting one for me. Like, I, I think I've only watched it in full maybe two or three times because I saw it the weekend it came out before it got its massive legs and became the huge monster hit it was. So uh, you can understand that after it became that big thing, I, just, I was kind of content to just let my original opinion of it just remain what it is until it had died down a bit. So I didn't rewatch it until sometime later. And it's never really changed since. I, I think it's a good film. A, gra- a grand film. I think it has a, uh, a decent bit of clunky problems. Nothing like terribly severe, but mm-hmm. it, it, you know the way with Wreck-It Ralph, you feel that the, mo- the movie it sets itself up to be, and then uh, a bit into it, it turns into something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of find that with this one a bit. Like up until the Let It Go film, sorry, Let It Go song, it's a very kind of musical heavy film. But, yeah, mus- musical heavy film. Like five of the songs are to that point, maybe a third into it. And then after that, it turns into a more kind of Pixar-ish film where it's almost all, all just Anna and Kristoff and Olaf on a more on a trekking adventure. And it never really turns back into that uh, mu- musical mode. So it's both a tonal shift and a, story sh- and a story shift. And such things don't necessarily have to be big problems. But for me, it's I just can't really shake off the fact that it's very obvious the screenplay they had a very accelerated production so they kind of paced it had to paste it together they were had a mad rush it's, yeah as i say not a big problem but it is there so i'm hoping that the six years have, have allowed them to iron out this one a, a bit more certainly now, you remember earlier i met i mentioned the whole toy story work thing well similar thing because of frozen i i actually know bits and pieces of this film that uh you guys don't unfortunately i can't say any of them i'm sorry right 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 but like, you know, I've seen concept art, I've seen characters. So some of what they're doing should, is certainly interesting as much as some of it is clearly motivated by a mark, by a marketing desire. And also due to work, like I know people who, uh, who have children who have frozen and, and have seen it a lot and, and uh, can still unabashedly enjoy, enjoy it. So I was mostly isolated from the whole parents sick of frozen because their kids watch it endlessly. Now I'm more openly aware of that. So I'm sure a lot of parents are just like, oh no, they're going to watch it a thousand times and I'm going to be sick of it again. So, <laughs> I mean, there's certainly a bit of that floating around. Most of us are, of us in our online communities aren't parents, so we're not really aware of that, but that's an important angle to consider. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. I, I'll definitely see it. I, I was, I've gone into this before. I was a little, I'm not going to say disappointed, but a lot aspects of Ralph Breaks the Internet felt a bit short for me. So I've kind of soured just a little on Disney sequels. I'll, I'll certainly be happy after this when they just do originals again for a while, but uh, I'll, I'll definitely Which see. I I'll, know about one of them. Oh, the original? I know about one of those originals and I can't say anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, now you're, oh God, now you're playing that card? Yeah, so. y'all are all yeah. about the keys. Whatever <laughs> goes around comes around. <laughs> yes, mine was just minor <laughs> details though. You actually know something, uh, something about a film that hasn't been revealed at all yet. Yeah. Anyway, yep. so, so I'll, I'll see this. I'll, uh, I'll give it a, I'll give it a three and a half for now. Yeah. I mean, I still only know uh, bits of information more than you. Like nothing that I don't know anything that you won't figure out in the first trailer. Put it that way. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. I, I think that's more than fair. Uh, so, all right. One last one. We have this movie called Klaus. This is coming to Netflix. Uh, this is a quirky holiday comedy tells the non-canon origin story of how a desperate postal worker inadvertently invents Santa Claus. I love how they clarify that it's non-canon. <laughs> the Santa Claus canon is so... <laughs> so so specific um but uh but the thing i guess that's the most exciting to me about this movie is that it's gonna be 2d and it looks i think some of the character designs and some of the feel of it look pretty cool and it's sergio pablos is the is the animator director and uh so he has kind of a cool visual style and i love christmas movies so uh, you know that that makes me a little more excited, and uh, so uh, I don't know. What do you think, Hayden? Yeah, it looks certainly intriguing. Um, so um, yeah, um, I I also love the fact that it's two D. Um, cast looks very good and promising. So yeah, um, I'm going to uh, give this a four. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's a four as well. Uh, have, you, have you seen any of the imagery or anything from this, uh, Mike? Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen the trailer and uh, the concept art. The, yeah. Certainly the, the director, Sergio Pablos, apologies if I'm butchering that name. He's, he's labored in animation for a while. He worked at D- Dis- Walt Disney Studios Paris. They, did, they worked on a lot of 90s Disney films, you know, Hunchback, Hercules, Tarzan, all that. And then... If you don't know this, he did a lot of the original script and designs for this. A lot of the original script and designs for Despicable Me. Uh, a lot of that got changed to stuff less quirky in the original film. If you can look up some of the original art he did, it's very nice. And then, you know, Smallfoot, he wrote the book that's based upon. So even to this point, he's left his legacy in animation and now he's getting to properly direct his own film and bring a great 2D as done with computer style to it which just looks gorgeous in its own way so consider me sold if a film actually manages to do something really unique visually with its style that's enough to win me over because let's be frank most american animation these days most wide releases their visual style is very conservative they they often look impressive and immersive but they're usually just following the norm aren't they uh yeah, to a, de- to yeah, a degree. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I'm sold on this. G- uh, give it a four. 
Very good. Great. Well, we did it. We got through. So there you go. That is the animation for this year. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to. And, uh, and so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And maybe, maybe uh, at the halfway point, we can kind of do a checkup and see how our experiences matched up with our anticipation. Uh, that might be fun. But anyway, I really appreciate you guys doing this. I, I think it's, it was a lot of fun. And uh, I I look forward to the upcoming uh, upcoming year. So, uh, Mike, where, how can people find you? Oh well, as you'd mentioned earlier, my YouTube channel is Cartoon Karma. So that that's my bread and butter on the internet. You can certainly find me there. Uh, I'm on Facebook under the same name, and I'm on Twitter uh, under Tune Karma. So great. I, I post on all three frequently frequently enough. You know where to find me, folks okay great yeah make sure you check out his channel it's really good and well, thanks hayden, very much yes and hayden where can people find you well my my personal twitter account you can find me at pinafore geek and i also have a more professional acting profile which is at hayden wilder at the hayden wilder Great. And I will have links for all that in the description section. So check that out. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media and on uh, YouTube and iTunes. And so check that out. If you can give your ratings and reviews on iTunes, really appreciate it. Helps the podcast uh, get to more people. And uh, so thanks so much. And we will uh, we'll talk again soon. And let us know what you are excited about. Uh, put in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to talk about it. And uh, thanks again. And we'll talk to you all later. Bye. See you, folks. Bye.